Yes, the soothing music is uh, to let you know that one of the most politically incorrect human beings on the planet is about to hit your ears. His name is Nick DiPaolo. He is the host of The Nick DiPaolo Show. You can find him and his comedy show for free. And I warn you, very politically incorrect. And he uses potty language a lot. You can find him at nickdip.com, nickdip.com. Hello, Nick DiPaolo. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you, Glenn? How dare it? What did I say now, Nick? But potty language. Come on. <laughs> I swear like a, a pirate. Yeah, you do. I, I think pirates would blush. Um, listen, uh, Nick, did you see yes, Nancy sir. Pelosi yesterday and her, in, her announcement of impeachment? Well, it wasn't an announcement of impeachment. It was... An inquiry into impeachment. Ooh, that's like Dean Wormer <laughs> saying you're on double secret probation. Ooh, it is. It, could, it is. Could she pull her skin back any tighter. Her belly buttons on her Adam's apple at this point. <laughs> she, she's trying to keep her dentures in. Biden's teeth fell out last week. Not you know. All they need is a, a tube of uh, polydent to bring this party together. <laughs> But it, the, uh, how about, here's what I love. First, she comes out and says, nobody's above the law. Hello, Hillary Clinton. Hello, thick ankle dong face. Uh, and watching the Democrats trying to pull down Trump, it's like watching Antifa trying to pull down the Statue of Liberty with <laughs> silly string. It is, you know, what's really strange is I think the American people are goldfish. Because it was last week that the New York Times was trying to tell everybody that they had a source that would lead to the impeachment of of Kavanaugh. And everybody was talking about impeachment with Kavanaugh. Then we found out, oh, that's discredited. And we moved on. The very next day, the New York Times had a whistleblower that said they have something that could impeach Donald Trump. And we all went there. Yeah. And the guy heard it secondhand. What did he get the guy drunk who does the carpets in the West Wing? Where did he, you know, a bathroom attendant heard something? I... Uh, but Trump comes out and, and he's so funny. He goes, It was the perfect phone call. Who qualifies phone calls like that? <laughs> this, is the, this is the perfect phone call. Right. Honey, uh, I'm not going to be home tonight. I'm going to strip club with my friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. And your wife goes, okay, honey, just wear a rubber. That's the perfect phone call. Or or Megan Fox calls your apartment and says, I'm five minutes away. I have a gallon of baby oil and 50 blue chews. That's a... That's the perfect phone call. Or the IRS going, you know what? We owe you money. Those are the perfect phone calls. I got it. I got it. So uh, what do you think is... Who's this going to work out for? Because I can't find a good ending for Congress. I can't find a good ending for Biden. I can't find a good ending really for Trump. I mean, unless Trump comes out and does the Bill Clinton thing. And let me be specific about that with you. Uh, that is the Bill Clinton thing. Yeah, where he came out and he, <laughs> where he came out and he said, uh, "I did not have sex with that woman, Monica Lewinsky, and I got to go back to work for the American people." If he would come out and say, "This is a clown show. I didn't do it. They know better than this, and I'm going to work for the American people. I don't care about any of this." I think 
he would be the adult in the room and it would make them look like well, the clown that they are. That's what he's saying. And that's what he's going to say. He's going to benefit from this unless our country is that stupid now. But I mean, they're saying this is an impeachable offense. How about Obama saying to the president of Russia in 2012 on a live mic, uh, Medvedev, uh, I'll be more flexible after the campaign. Yeah. What were they talking about? A hot yoga class? <laughs> what are they? I mean, Biden, why do you have to dig dirt? You don't have to dig dirt up on Biden. He'll give it up himself eventually. He's the opposite of a self-cleaning oven. You just got to get, get a couple of PBRs in him and go, Uncle Joe, tell us how you and Hunter scam the Chinese out of a billion and a half dollars. Can you tell us that one again? You don't have to dig up dirt. He's a gaff machine. Yeah, it's it's um, it, what's what's remarkable here. Um, I'm just looking over the the transcript. We have the transcript. Should we go over it? Let's go over uh, some, wow. some of it um, and see what uh, see what said. You have, it's the you have the transcript. I have the transcript. I didn't even get my morning paper today. I what know a difference I, in show. I just <laughs> just I just got it. Uh, congratulations on a great victory. We all watch from the United States. You did a terrific job. You can tell who's speaking right now just by the use of the word terrific. The way you came from behind uh, somebody who wasn't given much of a chance and you ended up winning easily. It's fantastic. Congratulations. The new president says, you're absolutely right, Mr. President. We did win big. We worked hard for this. We worked a lot, and I would like to confess to you that I had opportunity to learn from you. We used quite a few of your skills and knowledge, and were able to use example for our elections. And yes, it is true. These were unique elections. We were in a unique situation, able to achieve unique success. He uses unique like Trump uses terrific. <laughs> I'm able to tell you following for first time, you called me to congratulate me when I won presidential election. Second time, you're now calling me when my party won parliamentary election i think i should run more often you can call me more often we can talk on the phone more often laughter uh trump says that's a very good idea i think your country is very happy about that well yes to tell you truth we are trying to work hard because we wanted to drain swamp here in our own country we brought in many new people not old politicians not typical politicians because we want to have great format and new type of government you're a great teacher for us in that the president this is see. This is the part where the president gets the idea. This is the perfect phone call. This guy is really, really sharp. Say these things to the president. And he's going to say it's a perfect phone call. President, well, it's very nice of you to say that. I'll say we do a lot for Ukraine. We spend a lot of effort and a lot of time, much more than the European countries are doing, and they should be helping you more than they are. Germany almost does nothing for you. I <laughs> love this. All they do is talk, and I think it's something that you should really ask them about. When I was speaking to Angela Merkel, she talks about Ukraine. Um, and she doesn't do anything. A lot of the European countries are the same way. So I think it's something you want to look at. But the United States has been very good to Ukraine. I wouldn't say it's reciprocal necessarily because things are happening and are not good for the United States, but have been very good to the Ukraine. Okay. Any problems with any of this so far? Yeah, nothing's happened. Uh, the president uh, of Ukraine says, yes, you're absolutely right. Not only 100%, but actually 1,000%. 
<laughs> this is the perfect hey. phone call. I, I can tell you following. I did talk to Angela Merkel. I did meet with her. I also met and talked with Macron and told them they are not doing quite as much as they need to be doing on the issues with the sanctions. They are not enforcing the sanctions. They are not working as much as they should for Ukraine. Turns out that even logically, the European Union should be our biggest partner. But technically, the United States is much bigger partner than the European Union. And I'm grateful for you because the United States is doing quite a lot for Ukraine, much more than European Union, especially when we're talking about sanctions against Russian Federation. I'd also like to Thank you for your great support in area of defense. We are ready to continue to cooperate for the next step. Specifically, we're almost ready to buy some uh, more javelins from the United States for defense purposes. Uh, the president said, I'd like you to do us. I'd like you to do us a favor, though, because our country has been through a lot and Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say crowd strike. I guess uh, you have one of your wealthy people, the server. They say Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on, the whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. I'd like to have the attorney general call you or your people, and I'd like you to get to the bottom of it. As you saw yesterday, the whole nonsense ended with a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller, uh, an incompetent performance. But they say a lot of it started with Ukraine. Whatever you can do, it's important that you do it if possible. President uh, Zelensky says, yes, very important for me and everything you just mentioned earlier. For me, as president, it's important that we are open for any future cooperation. We are ready to open a new page in cooperation and relations between the United States and Ukraine. For that purpose, I just recalled our ambassador from the United States, and he will be replaced by a very competent and experienced ambassador who I work hard on making sure that our two nations are getting closer. I'd also like to hope to see him having your trust and confidence and have personal relations with you. That's you want to go on that one, Nick? Um I want to have personal relations with you so we can cooperate even more so. I will personally tell you that one of my assistants spoke to Mr. Giuliani just recently, and we're hoping very much that Mr. Giuliani will be able to travel to the Ukraine and we will meet once he comes to the Ukraine. I just want to assure you once again that you have uh, nobody but friends around us. I will make sure that I surround myself with the best and most experienced people. I also want to tell you that we are friends. We're great friends, you and Mr. President we have friends in our country. We can continue our strategic partnership. I also plan to surround myself with great people in addition to that investigation. I guarantee the president of Ukraine that all the investigations will be done openly and candidly. That I can assure you. Good, because I heard you had a prosecutor who was very good, but he was shut down, and that's really unfair. A lot of people are talking about that, the way you shut your own very good prosecutor down. And you had some very bad people involved. Mr. Giuliani is a highly respected man. He's the mayor of New York City, a great mayor. I'd like him to call you. I will ask him to call you along with the attorney general. Rudy very much knows what's happening, and he's a very capable guy. If you could speak to him, that would be great. The former ambassador from the United States, the woman, she was bad news. The woman. I like that. <laughs> the woman. She was bad news, and the people she, she was dealing with in the Ukraine were bad news. I just want to let you know that. The other thing, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son, that Biden stopped the prosecution, and a lot of people want to find out about whatever you can uh, with the attorney general. That would be great. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. So if you can just look into it, it sounds horrible to me. 
The president responds, I want to tell you something about the prosecutor. First of all, I understand. I, I want you to understand I am knowledgeable about the situation. Since we won the absolute majority in our parliament, the next prosecutor general will be 100 percent my person, my candidate, who will be approved by the parliament and will start a new prosecutor in September. He or she will look into the situation specifically to the company that you mentioned. That would be Burisma. The issue of the investigation of this case is actually the issue of making sure they restore honesty so we can take care of that and we will work on the investigation of the case. On top of that, I would kindly ask if you had any additional information that you could provide us, it would be very helpful for the investigation to make sure we administer justice in our country with regard to the ambassador to the United States from Ukraine. As far as I recall, her name was Ivanovich. Uh, it was great that you were the first one who told me that she was a bad ambassador because I agree with you 100 percent. Her attitude attitude towards me was far from the best uh, as she admired the previous president and she was on his side. She would not accept me as a new president well enough. Um, then the president says, OK, I'll have Mr. Giuliani call you and I'll have Attorney General Barr call you and we'll get to the bottom of it. I'm sure you'll figure it out. I hear from the pro- prosecutor was treated very badly, and he was a very fair prosecutor, so good luck with everything. Your economy is going to get better and better, I predict, and uh, you have a lot of assets. It's a great country. I have many Ukrainian friends. They're incredible people, um, and we're done. The rest is just yeah. Goodbyes. They go back and forth about energy and, and, and nonsense, but what's that's your th- the, the main what, part. What's your thought on that? Well, the, the creepiest thing about that, whole reading was how good your Russian accent is. <laughs> I'm starting to think you had something to do with this plan. <laughs> you hanging out with Carter Page in the last two years? That was humble. That was the best example of quid pro quo I've ever heard. Right. He's in such trouble. Right. You know what? One thing did catch my ear. Javelins? What, we selling? We sending aid for the Olympics? What, is, is, that, is that code for yeah, missiles? I, I, what was the javelin? I'm pretty huh? sure that, that they're not javelins for the Olympics, but I don't, would, know, I don't know what they are. We will be sending ice skates. Hang on just a second. We're, we'll be back with Nick DiPaolo in just a second. You can find him at nickdip.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you as well. What do you have any problem with the, what the president said? I don't think there was a problem at all. Do you, Stu? We're with uh, Nick DiPaolo. He was on the Tonight Show, Late Night with David Letterman, Jimmy Kimmel, Conan O'Brien. He's been nominated for Emmys. Uh, did you ever win anything? Because you wrote the HBO Chris Rock's uh, special. Yeah, well, they had won two years in a row. Then when I came on the staff, we got nominated. It's the first year they lost, so I don't make <laughs> make of that one. Connect the dots on that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I got nominated twice, though. Right. So it, it was my favorite job in show business. And he is a comedian that um, to say he uses uh, dicey language uh, is uh, a, a very big understatement, um, <laughs> and. Uh, you spent too much time in Salt Lake City. I know. Well, I have. I, we have a lot of listeners who are, you know, who are. are who, I know. Who, their face would peel off if they watched uh, <laughs> some of your some of your sh- uh, stuff. But it is very, very funny uh, and who did, who did very face work? Pelosi. <laughs> yeah, or Joe Biden. He's just bleeding from the eyes, but no big deal. <laughs> um, all right. So, it, does anybody have a problem? I don't have a problem with anything that was in that. 
It does, I Where's mean, the, other than the fact that the guy is really kissing his ass. I mean, he. They, oh yeah, he is but they really, sound the same. They do. They, they sound, sound exactly, exactly the, the same. same. I mean, I bet now that the new media narrative is going to be: I can't believe Donald Trump is bashing Angela Merkel to another foreign leader. This is irresponsible. He needs to be impeached. There's going to be something new they take out of this because I mean, this is a. It's got to be a letdown, right? This is a nothing burger. Nick. Yeah, I heard no. I heard no quid pro quo. I heard no mention of money. I I, I don't know what they're doing. The, the, the Dems are committing suicide here. It's it's fun to me. And the like, the media is doing it too, don't you think? Oh, of course. Well, when Trump goes away, whether it's you know uh, at the end of this term or you know another four years, there's, there's going to be no news channels. You're going to put on cable. It's going to just be. <laughs> <laughs> CNN, MSNBC, they're going to fold up like a cheap camera. There's nothing. I mean, he's keeping their ratings alive. So. Well, unless they have video of some 16-year-olds that that uh, want to tell us all the things that we're doing wrong. Did you see oh, the— Oh, God. Did you see the 16-year-old girl? Can we play this audio, please? This is a 16-year-old girl telling the, uh, telling the adults uh, of the world, uh, shame on us. Listen this, to this is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? Comment, Ned. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. Her parents took her to Chuck E. Cheese for her eighth birthday. (laughs) And five minutes after they left, the clown committed suicide. What a, she makes Hillary look likable, this thing. Uh, uh, You've got to be kidding me. You know, most most 16-year-old girls lose their innocence to looking at porn or something. She lost it to watching satellite maps on the Weather Channel. <laughs> she is. <laughs> I blame her parents. I think her parents of are. Of course. I mean, you want to talk about somebody who stole your childhood. It's your parents that are telling you only have 10 years to live. Back with more in uh, just a second. You can find Nick DiPaolo at nickdip.com. This is incredible. This uh, unclassified document now that was marked uh, secret has been unclassified. It was released uh, to the press about half an hour ago. Um, Congress got it at the same time the press did, and Congress was told, don't leak this to anybody. There's, It's not going to be released until 10. Yeah. they Somebody released it immediately to the media. There is... Absolutely nothing in this. Nothing. The president does mention, hey, you had a dirty prosecutor. You had a good prosecutor. I've heard he was dirty. You had a good prosecutor who was on this. He was looking into it. Then he was replaced at Biden's request. What happened? It didn't seem right to me. The president of Ukraine says, no, we know. We know. And that's one of the reasons why I won. We're trying to clean up all the corruption here. Um, and we are going to get down to the bottom of it because I've just replaced, uh, you know, a new 
a, a new prosecutor. I'm going to replace the attorney general and a new prosecutor is going to be appointed. And that's one of the things they're going to look look into. OK. Well, what is the problem with that? CNN is reporting saying he said it twice. He said, oh, it no, they twi- said he uh, repeatedly came back and, and asked about it. No, he said it twice. That's a repeat. Oh, my God. Repeatedly. And the president of Ukraine said, we'd like your help. Yeah, that's that's the tough thing here. I mean, I, I mean, Ukraine is it's not like this is like the, the Ukrainian president was not like, well, I don't know, Mr. President. I mean, that's not. That's not something yeah, he, that's on our agenda. I'm not sure. The Ukrainian president, the first time he brings it up, he's like, we know. Yeah, he's, we know the, about the issue. Then he goes, on top of that, I would kindly ask you, if you have any additional information that you can provide to us, it would be very helpful for the investigation to make sure that we administer justice in our country with regard to the ambassador to the United States from Ukraine. Um, they were, he was pretty clear that he wanted the help. Of the president yeah. of the United States. The president wasn't saying, I'm going to not sell you missiles because of, uh, you know, because you won't help. The The president of Ukraine was like, I know, we got it. We're on top of it. In fact, we could use your help. So that's where Hello? this goes next, though, right? They're going to say, well, the, the, the money wasn't mentioned at all. Then they're going to say, well, now we have evidence that he did withhold the money because this guy didn't follow through on this promise. Right? Like, that's going to be their next step. Uh, in this in this continual moving goalpost of impeachment, where every single day there's a new thing that's supposed to make it ironclad, that thing falls apart, and then the next day they move to something else. So the next thing is going to be, well, we didn't care about the transcript. The transcript? Who cares about what they said on the call? Of course he's not going to say anything on the call, mm. but here's this next bit of information. So what they're going to say next, because I didn't expect a transcript because this was taken by note takers. It must have been it, taken it by some... say, there's a disclaimer in there, Glenn. I don't know if you saw it. As you're, mm-hmm. I know you're reading it live on the air. Yeah. It says a memorandum of, uh, of a telephone conversation is not a verbatim transcript of a discussion. In te- the text in this document records the notes and recollections of Situation Room duty officers and NSC policy staff assigned to listen and memorialize the conversation in written form as the conversation takes place. A number of factors can affect the accuracy of the record, including poor telecommunications connections and variations in accent or interpretation. The word inaudible is used to indicate portions of the conversation that the note-taker was in, unable to hear. But it, So it's basically a live transcript, Yeah. but it's they're not guaranteeing 100% accuracy. So I think they're going to say, we need to hear the tape. Yeah, right. The, yep, you're probably right. Uh, they hear the tape. They'll go down that road. Because you don't hear the president's inflections. You need to hear his pauses and his inflections. The way he was saying, you know, we do a lot for Ukraine. I will say, too, it does not appear that Donald Trump is particularly familiar with the story. As you read the transcript, he does not know the details. He has, generally speaking, this, the players, and then it keeps saying, hey, you got to talk to Rudy, you got to talk to Barr about this, because uh, they know all about it. He, at one point, says crowd strike, almost like it's a question. And he's like, uh, they call it crowd strike? Right? Like, he, he doesn't seem to be completely in tune with this actual information, which I think works to his advantage politically. I mean, he does not look like he's... This, he's obsessed about he's this. Not it looks, it he's not orchestrating. He's telling the yeah. attorney general. It legitimately saying, reads It reads as if someone says, hey, while you're on the phone with this guy, ask him if he's got any information about this. Here, here's some notes on it. And it looks like it's, it honestly comes off as if he's reading. Uh, they He says they call it CrowdStrike. Like it's not his information. He's like, this is what people have handed me this document and what they've said. 
I mean, I think that works to his advantage in this particular situation, right? He does not seem to be fo- hyper-focused on Biden. He seems to be making a request, uh, you know, to make sure that this goes down the road of investigation. We lost $1.8 billion. It was stolen from the United States. Stolen by the oligarch that happens to own Burisma. Which he doesn't even know his name, by right. the way. He says, the very, you have a very wealthy, wealthy person. Guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The oligarch that owns Burisma, uh, that, that uh, Hunter Biden was working for, and Hunter Biden's partner was also working for, they were the ones that were going to help them administer all of the American money, and they'd get paid heavy fees uh, for that. So they were put on the board because they have zero experience, zero experience in natural gas uh, or anything like this. So they were put on the board. For what reason? That money was transferred into a bank account, uh, and that bank happened to be owned by the same you know, oligarch that owned the gas company and it just disappeared and it went off to a whole bunch of offshore accounts and nobody knows what happened to it. Don't you want to know? Don't you think the president should be asking, hey, what happened to our one point eight million dollars or billion dollars? What happened to that? You know, can we make sure that our guys were not involved in that? Because it seems like you had a guy investigating that he was about to investigate Joe Biden and then it stopped because Joe Biden said he's going to threaten the money and hold up the money unless you fire him. Well, what was that about? Doesn't that seem like something logical to ask as president of the United States? And what else are you going to talk to the guy about? I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. Honestly, when you you listen to these, I mean, reading this transcript is embarrassing for the president of Ukraine just because he's just they just heap the kiss ass onto Donald Trump. And I, it is like, isn't this the, wasn't with- this the guy supposed to be the John Stewart guy? Wasn't he the guy who was like basically John Stewart won the presidency in Ukraine? Yeah, isn't it this guy. Yeah. And he, so I would assume he's not he did not run as a guy who I'm super aligned with Donald Trump. And now this comes out as a uh as a transcript where he's just completely kissing ass i mean and again look we're the we're the united states of america these other countries you don't think that everyone was kissing barack obama's ass oh totally it's just so it's so like you go to your people and you say i'm gonna stand up to these you know these other countries and we're we're and then it's just like not only do i 100 percent agree I 1,000% agree with you. That's legitimately a quote from this transcript. How, it's so laughable. How damaging is this to the internal security of Ukraine? Because if his supporters would hear him talk like that, and it might have all just been political, they'll go, you're a total sellout. Yeah. I, I will say that is, I do expect that to be a new narrative from the media to say, first of all, they're releasing this and they're hurting Ukraine. Yeah. yeah they're yeah. using the hurting the president there. He, he's showing, you know, he's tipping his hand on a bunch of stuff that he shouldn't be released. And also the Angela Merkel thing where yeah. he's like, look, Merkel's doing nothing for you. You know, right. we're, we're doing a lot for you, but she's doing nothing. She doesn't care about you at all. I guarantee and you. He's supposedly an ally. Right. So they'll say that that's a problem. Yesterday, yesterday, right after Pelosi's speech, when it was brought up, why not just wait for 18 hours. Why not just wait until right. this comes I, out? I am perplexed by this. And you right. you seem to have a better handle on this part of it than I do, maybe. But I Nancy Pelosi was the firewall 
against impeachment for this entire time. At least that's been reported in a million different places. There's so many different ways to look at it. One, one could be that she was, uh, she wants the fight to be between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Because this is my belief on the way this affects the race in that this, the big loser here to me is Elizabeth Warren. And I don't think that we talked about this a little bit beforehand and there was varying opinions on this, everything from, you know, agreeing with that point and the exact opposite that it it helps Elizabeth Warren. But let me give you the case on it uh, hurting Elizabeth Warren. Here she is. She's rising in the race. She's the number one contender now. It's, it seems to be down to a two-person race for all intents and purposes at this point. Biden and Warren. Warren's rising. Now, the Democrats are all going to jump on board with a, an impeachment with no evidence. With no evidence yet. We don't even have the transcript. And they all jump in on this issue that's related directly to Joe Biden, which is going to present a marquee matchup to everyone in America who does not follow these things very closely, of seeing like Trump was so afraid of Joe Biden that he was calling foreign leaders to try to get dirt on him. This is Trump versus Biden. And and every piece of reporting as it's tied to this impeachment is going to be Trump versus Biden, Trump versus Biden, Trump versus Biden. Biden support, people who are are considering Biden are going to see this as, Who's the guy who can beat Donald Trump? Well, Trump has told us. He, he called Ukraine and, and tried to, to ruin this guy's political career before it even started. He wasn't calling about Elizabeth Warren. He was calling because he's afraid of Joe Biden. And they want, you know, as you pointed out earlier, CNN and all, all these media sources are all focused on whatever's going to stop Trump. So they're going to be hyper-focused on this, on this uh, impeachment talk and that presents essentially, you know, Rocky Balboa versus Ivan Drago, right? You have a marquee matchup of two people. And we're, is that going to help Elizabeth Warren, who's the person left out of this conversation, who's just saying, yeah, we should impeach him over that? This, she's, Trump is going after Biden directly in their minds. And so they're going to see this as, okay, well, this has been decided. These are the two people. And I wonder if Pelosi is breaking here on this issue because she doesn't want Elizabeth Warren. She doesn't want Bernie Sanders. She'd rather have Biden and sees this as a way of focusing this race on these two people. That could be. And I think my guess is, is that's old think, Um, because I think what my gut tells me and I want to hear from you, our phones are 888-727-BECK. We're going to take uh, a lot of phone calls and want to hear your opinion. My take is that this taints Biden so badly. Now, their attempt, I think their attempt is we can get in front of this and we'll call this whataboutism when they start to drag this out. We'll be on the record saying this is a conspiracy theory. This is only a response because of what the Democrats tried to impeach Trump over. This is a nothing burger. And uh, and and everybody knows it. I think this is a way to clear Biden. It's um, interesting because I think it's going to be what Trump's going to do is now dive deeper into this and start promoting all of these things that the right. American people don't know the, about Biden. It doesn't clear him of China and any of that. No, so I, I don't think it's going to clear gonna, him. No, I think it's going to hurt him deeply. But it's going to be set up as: Do you agree with Biden or do you agree with Trump? 
And for Democratic voters, that is a decision that Elizabeth Warren doesn't like the construct of. You've tied Biden to the press. You've tied Biden now to impeachment. If this turns out to nothing, again, the press is hurt. Biden is hurt by it. You're making a big deal out of this, and your strategy didn't work. And I think what what most people miss is, and I could be wrong, I think most people in the country are so sick and tired of this that they would be they'd consider going a third way. Now, that means that Elizabeth Warren would have to become a moderate, which I don't think could happen. I think they've just misread the American people entirely. It should to me it shows how clueless the Democratic Party and quite honestly the politicians and the media really are they're living in a different country I want to take your phone calls and uh and get your thoughts on on this clown show it, it, that's what this is and i think it's time we start dealing with it like that this is a clown show the there there is no credibility with the media the transcript has been released there is nothing in that nothing in that that's Im- impeachable it's not even close no to, in my mind i mean no, it's Mueller report had more stuff in it oh certainly yeah much this more has thorough nothing. and you know, at least it has th- it had things that were questionable this is like ah, oh, well you know can you talk to my people about this I'm, we're interested in what happened that's 888-727-BECK is our phone number 888-727-BECK i want to hear your thoughts on impeachment you're listening to glenn 